Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. You can go ahead and have a seat, and I'm going to open today with a whirlwind story of my trip. Um, I left Wednesday morning and uh, returned Friday morning. And I went to Virginia because my third son will be deploying tomorrow. And I'm not nervous because Jesus has got him. But I'll tell you, my excuses about kept me from my purpose. And I want you to know today that your excuses are the number one killer to your purpose. So I'm going to tell you, I got in the car grumbling and complaining a little bit because it was the week after she, and I was slammed with so much to do. And my baby texted me and he said, mom, are you going to come see me before I leave? And I'm feeling a little convicted right now because I had numerous excuses why I couldn't go. It's a 20-hour round trip to spend 37 hours with him. And I'm like, really? And then I get there, and I don't know if any of you have ever been in the military or have been associated with anybody in the military, but they own you. And so he wasn't supposed to have to work that Thursday, and he ended up having to work. And um, so I worked on my message, and we just uh, spent some time together. He called me, and he said, hey, uh, come get me. I come get him, and he said, I've got to go back. They don't have our visas ready. i got to go back. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, So we go back, and long story short, I asked him, I said, Kenan, did you want me to come so I could run you around because he didn't have a car? And he was like, no, but I could see how you felt that way because I was running him errands all day. And at the end of it, I was driving my 10 hours back home and I got a text from him. And he said, thank you so much for driving all the way to see me. I love you, mom. My purpose was not about the trip. My purpose was to show him that he was important to me. You guys, excuses is the number one killer to your purpose. God designed us that after we get to know him, that Pastor Rich preached about, and then we find freedom, then it's our honor and our privilege and our desire to find our purpose, to discover our purpose, and to make a difference. It goes from I have to do this to I get to do this. When you put those four steps into action, I promise Jesus will change your life. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. I have another story about my life to tell you. Um, Just because I have struggled my whole life to not have excuses. Am I talking to anybody in the room? Does anybody else have excuses of why you are or why you're not doing something? Well, let me tell you, um, I went to school, did not want to go to school, but a half-ride scholarship drove me to school. And um, I was a teacher for three years. And I had made a commitment that I will never do anything in my life 
if I'm waiting around to retire. I'm going to do whatever I do. I'm going to give it everything I've got. And about three years in, I was like, huh, I don't like teaching to a test. I don't like doing all this other stuff. I'm not able to teach students to be a lifelong learner. So peace out. Moved on to my next career, and I became a leader, top 2% leader in Mary Kay Cosmetics. Drove the pink Cadillacs. I was making bank, y'all. I mean, I was rolling in the money. But you know what? Money wasn't my purpose either. I became a teacher because people were my purpose. I became a, a, a leader because people were my purpose. And then it led me to a nonprofit Christian radio station. So my $96,000 a year that I made dropped down to about 20, <laughs> preparing me for my ultimate purpose, which was to be a pastor. And you guys, I, I, I'm telling you this story because your yes is important. Your yes in every season. Had I not said yes to be a teacher, I wouldn't have gleaned that information to, do, to use it here in what I'm doing today. Had I not said yes to leadership and learned all that I needed to learn to be a leader, I couldn't be a pastor of this church. And thirdly, if I wouldn't have gone and learned the marketing from a Christian radio station and getting a lot of people telling me no because... It's a 30-second spot, and we can't really do an ad for you. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. Being faithful with what you have and where you are right now is a part of discovering your purpose. You see, here's what I think we do. We get so fixated on figuring out our purpose, for crying out loud, that we aren't faithful where God has called us right now. We have got to give everything that we got in the season that we're in. Let me break it down for you. When God can trust you with small things, he is going to give you bigger things. Matthew 25, 23 says, The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful handling this small amount. Like I gave you a little, and you did good. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. I have a question for you. What have you talked yourself out of that God is trying to talk you into? And I just want that to sink in a minute because God is trying to talk each and every one of you into a purpose that only you can fulfill. But how are you trying to talk yourself out of it? It may be in relationships. It may be in your personal life. It may be with your career. And you know what? It's with your church life too. God's, there is Things that only you can fulfill here at this church, whether it be a door greeter or working with the kids or doing an announcements, there's something that you bring to the table that nobody else can bring. But again, excuses kill our purpose. And every single one of us are so good at giving out the excuses. You know, Moses was trying to talk himself out of the purpose that God had for him to lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. Moses had a ton of excuses, and we're going to talk about a, a couple of them today. But we have a ton of excuses. When God is asking us to do something bigger than ourselves, 
We just start listening. Oh, well, I can't do that because this. I can't do that because of this. Excuse number one of Moses is, I'm not good enough. In Exodus 3, verse 11, it says, But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Moses forgot who he was, but more importantly, Moses forgot whose he was. He forgot that God had called him. And when God calls you to something, baby, he is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He will make room for your purpose. Excuse number two. I don't know enough. He was afraid someone might ask him something that he didn't know the answer to. How many of you have used that excuse. You know what? I can't lead a small group because I may not know as much as somebody else in the room. You know what? I can't, I can't speak or teach or I can't lead kids because some of their mamas and daddies know a lot more than what I know. How many of us use an excuse? I don't know enough. I can't lead my friend down the street to Jesus because they might ask me something that I don't have the answer to. Or what if I don't pray the right prayer? Are they really saved? God is calling you. He will put the words in your mouth. Exodus 3, 13 through 14 says, But Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of our ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, well, what is his name? Then what should I tell him? And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Exodus, or, or, excuse number three, I'm not a good speaker. Huh. This one's to me. I'm not a good speaker. Exodus 4.10 says, But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. And even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. God will put the words in your mouth. It's excuses, 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 and we're all good at them. What excuses have you given to God? What excuses have you given to other people? But more importantly, what excuses have you given to yourself? Because you're letting yourself down when you come up with an excuse to not walk out your purpose. Further in the story of Moses, he sent out 12 spies to scout out the promised land. 10 of them came back and they said, oh, we can't do it. They're bigger, they're better. And compared to us, we're like little grasshoppers. But there were two that did not say that. And here's what they said. In Numbers 14, 6 and 9, two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, Tore their clothing. Y'all want to hear a little? I've got to break. I got to like make this a little lighter. I had to do pronounce Jephunneh on Google so that I could get it right. (laughs) 
Uh, they said, uh, and they tore their clothing, and they said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It's a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. I think that Joshua saying, hey guys, the land's good. God's going to lead us. Let's not rebel. Stop with the excuses. Come on, we can do this. Don't die outside of your purpose. That's what I heard Joshua saying. Listen, this is what God said. So if we don't do it, we're dying outside of our purpose. God's made a way. So we've got to say yes. But no matter how much Joshua pleaded, with Moses, no matter how much Joshua pleaded with the, every, his posse that he was running around, nobody could talk Moses into that purpose. And nobody can talk you into your purpose. You can end up at the end of your life and never lived out the purpose that God had for you. We cannot die, and I can't talk you into it. I can be a cheerleader, and I'm probably, I know I'm a lot of you all's biggest cheerleader, but at the end of the day, if you don't do what God's asked you to do, I can't do it for you. So Joshua stepped into his purpose that day, and he made a difference when he led the Israelites into the promised land. He not only listened to God, but he trusted him. He trusted him. There is so much peace and satisfaction, y'all, when you step up to the plate to what God is telling you to do. No money, no person, nothing in your life gives you the satisfaction of doing what you're supposed to do except when you say yes to God. You feel like you are doing something bigger than yourself. Our problem, your problem, my problem is we have shrunk our lives down to our own personal desires and our own personal interests. Oh, I can't do that. That's not what I want to do. It's all about me. It's all about I. It's all about me. Oh, my. Or whatever that song is. You know what I Number one, oh, me, oh, my. We live in a me generation. We want what we want when we want it. At the time we want it. And if it's not going to fit into our schedule, our life, we come up with an excuse. Your purpose will cost you something. You may have to sacrifice your personal interest to accomplish God's. You may have to not get everything that you want because what God has for you is bigger than what you can see and bigger than what you're getting right now, but you're holding on to it like this. Don't take this from me, God. I want this. But he's saying, take your hands off because what I'm going to bring to you is so much better than what you're doing and what you're getting right now. 
I just got a, a, a little confession for you this morning. I rarely want to preach on a Sunday morning. But I know it's a part of my purpose. I know God has, ha, has called me to do that, but I don't want to do it. I give every excuse in the world. Hey, you want to preach for me this Sunday? I don't want to do it. You want to do it? You want to do it? And they, uh, thankfully, I have strong men in my life that don't see God's call on my life as a threat to God's call on their life. And they encourage me to do what God's called me to do. But I'll tell you, I'm going to share some of my excuses. Well, you know, I'd rather teach leadership. I don't want to preach. Oh, you know what? I would rather do 15 appointments with individual people all week discipling them. I don't have time to preach. I would rather be creative and plan events and decorate with my friend Heather. It's so much fun to do that. But God. But God. I saw somebody in here with a shirt that said, but God today. Our mindset, y'all, has to become his will over my desires. His will over my desires. Your purpose, the very thing that God has called you to do, he only has for you and it matters. There are lives tied to your purpose. What would happen today, tomorrow, next week, next month, this year, if you quit talking yourself out of the very thing that God's trying to talk you into? There are people depending on you. And I want you to know that it's not about you, even your desires and your wishes. It's not about you. It's so much bigger. God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. And that's what he's saying to you today. Some of you know your purpose and you're making excuses of why you can't walk it out. And some of you really don't know what your purpose is. So I want to give you four or five little steps so that you can discover your purpose. Number one is ask and ask again. We've got to pray about our purpose. Matthew 7, 7 says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. We've got to ask God, what is it that you have for me? Number two, you've got to read your Bible. And I know you're like, oh yeah, I'm coming to church. I'm all here. I need to pray. I need to read my Bible. I need to, yeah. But guys, there is a wealth of your purpose, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of anything you need in the word of God. It is your sword. It, it convicts you. It causes you to need, get what you need. You have got to read your Bible because that's one of the very first places that God speaks to you. Yeah. Number three, you got to say yes. Yeah. And sometimes you have to experiment with what you're feeling or what you're thinking because I believe every thought... And every good feeling, that is from the Lord. And sometimes we just have to test that out. Number four, know that your purpose is never about things and always about people. So if God's calling you to something, 
it's going to have people tied to it. It's not going to have money tied to it. It's not going to have things tied to it. It's not going to be a house. It's not going to be a boat. It's not going to be a vacation. It is about people. In the process, God's going to give you the house. God's going to give you the job and the money. God's going to give you all that stuff. But that is not your purpose. Your job is not your purpose. People are your purpose. And last point, be faithful till God shows you the next piece. When we discover our purpose, we go from existing to really living. I really believe you guys that when you know the purpose that's bigger than yourself and you tap into it and step into it, then you go from just showing up at your job every day to go and I'm there because God's called me to that place. I got a word for somebody. I've got a, a smile for somebody. I got a hug for somebody. When you know why, it makes all the difference. And I know today was about discovering your purpose and making a difference, but it's real simple to make a difference. It's taking your little purpose, your big purpose, and doing something that's going to impact someone's life. That's how you make a difference. When you take what God's given you and do something with it. Guys, you are leaving a legacy, but it's up to you whether that legacy is going to be good and God or where that legacy is going to leave people in your dust. Today, some of you may have heard, know God, and I don't know God. You may be thinking to yourself, I don't even have a relationship with God. I want you to be the first to make a bold move. As our prayer team is on both sides, we want part of our purpose here at Big Church is to lead you into a relationship with the Lord so that you can be about God's business. If that's you, no no fear, no shame, no embarrassment. I want you to run up here and get in a relationship with Jesus. They're on their way right now, so come and do that. Second of all, if you've been going through life's motions, if you have just been existing and you're not really making a difference and you don't even know your, dis- your purpose, I want you to come right down here. Make a bold move to say, you know what? I'm here today. I'm going to ask. I'm going to seek. I'm going to knock. This week, I'm going to put into action what I've learned today. And I want you to say, God, here I am. Speak to your servant. Lord, we come to you today thanking you. God, that you are pulling us out of our comfort zones today. God, that you're not allowing us to go through life just existing. But God, you're calling us to really live, to make a purpose in your kingdom, God. God, I pray for every single person looking for a job. That you lead them to the job that you have with a purpose greater than making a paycheck. Lord, for every single person that is looking for their future spouse, God, I pray that they take their hands off of it and they trust that you're going to bring the exact one at the exact time, God. Today, Lord, we want to make a big, bold 
move to be in partnership with what you have for our life. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.